Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. That's something I was going to share with you until about 9.30, and then it changed. And so I have something else I want to share with you, even though you didn't hear the first one. This is the second one. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 100. And I, I don't have a, I feel like, you know, we just, we just want to walk in the Spirit, right? We want to be led by the Spirit. And so, um, don't know where this is going to take, what road this is going to take us down, but I believe that um, what Asha and Korean shared was powerful, and you receive that. Say amen. 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 I love it, because they're from our house. Man, I love what the Lord's doing in all y'all. Can I say all y'all? And all y'all. So turn to the person next to you and say, man, God's really using you. Just say it by faith. I got to go over here and get something here. Um, a couple years ago, um, I, I, Psalm 100 is one of my favorite psalms. And I know that we're kind of coming, coming through the Thanksgiving season. And the Lord always reminds me in this season of the power of thanksgiving. And when I talk about the power of thanksgiving, I'm not talking about turkey or mashed potatoes. or I'm talking about the power of thanksgiving in terms of getting into the Holy of Holies. If you looked at Psalm 100, and it talks about entering his gates with thanksgiving, entering his courts with praise, and so, in fact, let's just go ahead and jump in. Let's just, because it's only eight verses, or five verses, actually. Let's just read it. I'm reading to you the uh, NIV 1984. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. In fact, I'm going to have to have the worship team up here in just about 10 minutes, because we're going to do this. Do I have the worship team? Oh, no. So you're always ready. I love that. Good job, son. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. Can we say amen to that? We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Now I just want to take just I'm just going to sow a few thoughts. So, a few thoughts. Your direction. And I want you to look at Psalm 100 this way. The goal of Psalm 100 is verse 5. So let's start there. Let's start with the end in mind. In other words, we have to come, we have to rise to this place in our walk with the Lord that we can with full confidence say, for the Lord is good. And the Lord's love endures forever. The confidence of knowing that it's all about the goodness of God, it's all about the love of God, and then lastly, which is always my favorite, att- one of my favorite attributes of the Lord, like I have favorites, right? God is good is definitely an anchor for me, but his faithfulness continues through all generations. That's talking about legacy. That's talking about inheritance. That's talking about not my children, not my grandchildren, but my grandchildren's children. So how do we... How do we arrive at verse 5? 
Well, we start with verse 1. So if you took verse 5, and this is kind of how I like to interpret Scripture sometimes. I look at verse 5, and how do I get to verse 5? i got to look at verse 4. And how do I get to verse 4? i got to look at verse 3. And how do I get to verse 3? i got to look at verse 2. And then how do I get to verse 2? I need to start with verse 1. I hit my mic. The first thing that the psalmist says is shout for joy. I always wondered what that phrase meant. What do you mean shout for joy? The way this is interpreted is that in the shout, I receive joy. So I don't wait for joy to happen for me to shout. What the verse is saying is in the actual shout, there comes a supernatural deposit of joy. So it says, shout for joy, where? To the Lord. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. So I think it'd be kind of fun to shout for joy. And you guys knew I was gonna go there, possibly. And that might make you a little uncomfortable. But I want you to stand. And I want us to shout for joy to the Lord. How do we do that? I don't know. How do you do that at a sporting event? How do you do that at your little league games? How do you do that? You just go ahead and lift up a shout. So that might be kind of weird for some of you more like reserved ones. But I'm telling you that if we do it unto the Lord, there's going to be a deposit that the Lord's going to give you right now. So we have to, go ahead, lift it up. Yes, God, we bless you. We bless the name of Jesus. We bless the name of Jesus. We raise up a shout to the Lord. So we shout for joy to the Lord in the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, here we go. Okay, that means stop. How are you guys? Check it out. How are you feeling? How's your spirit feeling? Isn't that something? That you could be in the Silicon Valley, be in a morning, morning meeting, and shout like crazy people? But we're shouting for joy to the Lord. You got to understand, there's, 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 you know, they're shouting, and then they're shouting for joy to the Lord. How many of you really sense a, like a break, a little bit of a breakthrough? You, well, put your hand up. Yeah, sometimes, isn't that amazing? I think we should just do it again and have fun doing it. I mean, don't turn to your neighbor and scream at them, but you shout for joy to the Lord. Now, here's one thing we learned very very early on in our life, every physical act, there's a spiritual release. So there's power in the clap. There's power in raising hands. I remember when I first got saved, it was at my side. And then it got here. 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 It's kind of like, you know, and then when you get older, if you get, if you get calloused, it goes this way, this way, this way this way, and you start saying things like, you know, I don't need to impress anybody. Like, I don't need to lift my hands. What, for every, every spiritual, every physical act in Scripture around praise and worship, there is a spiritual release. There is something that comes down from heaven into our spirit, man. So this, this idea of the shout, you can do it in your car. I don't know if you could do it at work, but you, you can definitely do it in your car. You know, and you could do it in your, your private time to the Lord. There's a, there's a spiritual release, and I just felt like we needed to get right to it this, this afternoon, this afternoon now, get right to it. So let's just do it again on the count of three. Just shout for joy unto the Lord. So here's the, here's the thing I'm testing. As I give shout and I focus on Jesus, is joy filling my heart? Does that make sense? Because then I know it works. 
right? I mean, if it's there, I'm going to be as a child. Is, does it work for me? Right? So I think, I think it'll work for you too. So for, for half of you, you went for it. Half of you, you kind of went for it. Because you're thinking, if you're, especially if you're visiting, what the heck? <laughs> I thought we'd just sit down and enjoy a sermon. You know, get our card, punch out. Here we go. We're going to do this together. On the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Let's lift the shout up to the Lord. Go ahead. <laughs> we bless you, God. We give you praise. We shout for joy to the Lord. We shout for joy to the Lord. We shout for joy to the Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We magnify you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. How are you feeling now? It's good to get it out. Right? It's good to get it out. All right, you may be seated because I have to keep going. Maybe we'll end that way. The word shout means to cry aloud. It means to raise a sound. The word shout actually gets, we get the phrase, uh, a war cry from the word shout. So it means to blast. It means to raise a thundering voice. So this is what the psalmist is saying. He's saying, shout, you know, let there be a war cry that comes out of you. And as you do, if you do it unto the Lord, joy is going to fill your heart. And sometimes, I know some people just say, just, it's just, you, got, you got to get it out. Sometimes you just got to get that shout out and release it and let the Lord fill you as you do that. So we shout for joy. That word is gladness to the Lord. That word there is Yahweh. And it says all the earth, the whole earth, everyone and everything. Serve the Lord, verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. So I... Here I am, I'm begin, I'm, this is my little prescription. I, I, I don't know if I, I don't start every morning with a shout. I wake my family up, you know. But there's, there's something about giving that verbal expression that prepares me to actually, the, the NIV says, worship the Lord. So worship the Lord with gladness. That word actually means to serve. So about, when we go about our day, our work is our worship. Because it's an offering. So whatever the Lord has assigned you to, you might, you know, that's why I don't really distinguish between the secular and the sacred and all that. I think it's all sacred. I think that the Lord, whether he puts you at, you know, Facebook or Google or he's, you know, you're hammering nails or you're working in the office, you're doing administrative work, whatever, wherever, wherever you're engineering somewhere, wherever it is that the Lord, wherever he's, he's placed you, then what we need to do is, is, is we need to offer that to him as, as an offering. As an act of worship. You might, even, you might not even like your job. That's okay. It's still an offering <laughs> to the Lord. Offer it to the Lord. Ask him to change your heart. So, so it says, worship the Lord. This is a, we're just kind of skimming through Psalm 100, if that's okay. So worship, to work, to urge, to do, to accomplish. Because it says in uh, Romans chapter 12, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Holy and pleasing to God, this is your act of spiritual worship. Again, we have the word Yahweh, and then it says with gladness, and that means when it says worship the Lord with gladness or serve the Lord with gladness, sometimes we look at that and we think it's a weak, we, you know, we don't understand the strength of words in the Bible. And that word gladness means extreme joy. Everything that we read in the Psalms, we, ca- we have to, sometimes we filter it through our westernized uh, thinking, and there's tons of emotion in the Psalms. That's why heaven is so loud. That's why, can you imagine 10,000s upon 10,000s and hundreds upon hundreds, like the, the measure of volume, the Lord's going to give us spiritual bodies so we can handle the level of volume. That's actually in heaven. You're not going to need to have any earplugs or anything like that. It's going to be so loud and so perfect in its pitch. Because heaven is a place of extreme joy. So we serve the Lord with gladness. We come into his presence. That word, remember, presence means 
we come before his face. So presence has to do with face. So when I come before his presence, it's kind of like the word bless. His countenance is turned toward me. His face is toward me. So when I come into his presence, it's not just some, it, it's not just some uh, you know, um, atmosphere, which it is, because it kind of, it kind of shines, it, it, it reflects off of who he is, but you're actually coming in front of him. In front. So we're shouting for joy unto the Lord. We're, serve, we're worshiping the Lord with gladness, with this extreme joy, and then we, we, we begin to break into, we begin to set the course of his presence. And we come into his presence with singing. I don't sing enough. Can I just be honest? I don't sing enough. And every single time I read this portion of scripture, I get rebuked in a loving way by the Lord. There's something in singing. There's, there's a release in singing. The, come on. It's maybe it's because I'm so linear, but I used to be a worship leader. For Yeah, don't laugh. But for years and years, and years I was a worship leader. So if that guitar was here, oh, there it is. So I'm a guitar player, worship leader. I was a worship leader in a, in a pretty big church. And so I, I could play it, but I don't know. I can only hit three chords, and I don't even know all these songs that they do right now, you know? I could do God is so good. You know? Oh, boy. Maybe I will. Maybe I should. I feel like I'd be like Ringo Starr or something. <clears throat> but I remember <laughs> changing the subject. But I remember uh, when we first started Con- uh, Convergence, which was, was Harvest House Church, and um, I had the responsibility of leading worship and preaching. And so we had a worship team, and you know, Pastor Greg would be leading it, and and then we have announcements, and then I'd preach. And so, but I remember we, we used to have this old uh, office. I shouldn't say it's old. It was provision. We had this beautiful office that was in Newark. And I remember listening to, uh, I used to love listening to um, a worship that's recorded that is in the spirit. Does that make sense? And so that's why I fell in love with the house of prayer so much because they would just move spontaneously. And so I love that spot, but I, I, looked for, I looked for waves of the presence. Like, what's God doing right there? And I know it might be strange, and that's just kind of how I'm wired, but I, re- I remember listening to old Morningstar. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Morningstar. And uh, that's where we had Don Potter, our God is holy, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> We had all these different, and I remember like they would record, they would just keep the recording going and they could be a 30 minute song. But there was, there was a, there was just something in the spirit that was taking place and I just blasted. I would call my staff and listen to this, you know, can't you feel it? You know, and it just seems like the, the, the longer in years and the more I've kind of stopped doing this, it's like, I need to sing more. We need to sing more. How many people are, you're singers. You're singers, you, like you sing. Like, and so, so this, this past week, I, I got up, I get up early. I'm an early bird uh, person. I'm one of those strange people. But, but um, how many people wake up early? Okay, how many get, the, you, you're allergic to mornings. Put your hand up. Yes. Yeah, get me up at nine o'clock. This don't bother me until 10, whatever it is. And so sometimes I just get up early and I make sure no one else is hearing me because, you know, you know, you might not be on pitch, but I would just sing simple songs. And I would just, and when I, when I, when I, when I sing, something shifts. Like I can get before the Lord. I could put my face on the ground. I could, I could cry out to God. I could do all that. There's something that's different when I begin to sing. 
Because with every, spirit, with every physical act, there's a spiritual release. So there's something I'm getting with the song that I really couldn't even get with the shout. There's another layer of act, kingdom activity that is imparted to me with the song. So I would encourage you as we come into the... If we're going to get to verse number five, where we can say through experience... God is good, his love endures forever, and his faithfulness is to all generations. You see, I can do that by faith. I can do that because I know it's right. Or I can do that because I'm living it. I could do that because I've taken this journey with God through verses 1 through 4. I'm not saying it's the only journey through 1 through 4 where I can come here with confidence and say, he's good, his love is there because it's impacting me. And his faithfulness is toward me, is toward my family, and to my grandchildren and great-great-great-grandchildren, however long it is. So it's, it's, it's the faithfulness of God being extended. But it can start, as, it can start with a shout. It's cultivated with song. You know, when you're with your kids... Maybe it's okay to turn off the movie that they're watching on iPhone and just put some worship music on and sing with them. Cultivate the song with your family. And there's so many amazing children's recordings that you can grab a hold of. You know, we had the Donut Man. You know. We had Steve Green. How many people know who Steve Green is, you know? Oh, my gosh, some of you. You're old as I am. <laughs> and he used to put songs to Scripture. And our kids knew it, and they loved it. I don't even remember any of those songs. I was trying to remember them, but I, I don't remember. What is it, hon? What's one of them? You're on the spot. You're not going to do well. All right. <laughs> Number, verse 3. I know, you gave, I, you gave me that look, though. I've been married to you for 33. I know what that look is. Do you all know what I'm talking about? You've been, okay, you know what that look is. It's like, why'd you just do that? All right. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So, so this whole idea of our, of our privileged position that we have before the Lord starts with a shout. We come into his presence, we worship, we sing. Maybe we're not going to have the worship team up here anymore um, because it's really late. Verse 4. Maybe we will. (laughs) Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. I wish I had time to develop this, but let me just briefly say this this is so foundational, this is so key for us because there's a destination you know, there's gates, and gates are places where, where legal transactions are taken care of. Gates are places where their authority is established. Gates are places where decisions are made. So regardless of how I'm feeling, and I, and I know that I've talked with many of you, we've had, we've had amazing days in God, and we've had days where we've questioned everything. Anyone ever been there? You're right. But we're anchored in God, we're anchored in his love, and we have enough of the word and relationship with him to know we'll trust him. And even though it's kind of like, you know, you ever seen, uh, is, it, is it called, what is it when you, you have a bunch of yarn on the front and it's tapestry? Is that, is that tapestry? You know how it's a total mess on the backside of it, but on the front it looks amazing? That's kind of how it looks on my, a good day, may, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just see the backside of it. And I'm saying, God, what are you doing? Where are you? And he's like, you haven't seen the front side. I'm putting it together. You don't understand it yet, but I'm putting it together. So we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Let me just highlight a few things about this. Number one, the word we enter his gates with thanksgiving. So, we, so the goal is the holy of holies, isn't it? The goal is the, the manifest presence of God. 
Because you and I are born to be receivers of the presence. When God, made, when God created man and woman, he gave them the capacity to receive his presence. I mean, when God made man and woman, he gave us the capacity to communicate with the living God. My little dog doesn't have the communication level that I have with the living God. I have a relationship with the Lord. He's, he's just locked in. We call it instinct. He put those things into all his other creation. Plants grow, trees plant, you know, everything happens by the will of God. But for me, I actually have a will. Because you, you can't have love without, you can't have love and introduce force at the same time. It's not love. So he's given me this capacity to love him freely. Isn't that amazing? And he's actually built in me a place where he, he alone dwells and there's something that takes place physically in me, my mind, my heart, my, my physical body, even my senses when, when, it's, when it's connected to his presence. You ever felt distance, distant from God? It's no good. I mean, sometimes the Lord pulls you into a valley and you're like, where are you? And he's like, I've been here the whole time. But he's teaching us something in the middle, even in the valley. But the good news in Psalm 23, it says you're going to go through the valley. You're not going to get stuck in it. So you're going through. Say, I'm going through. All right. So the word Thanksgiving there is actually the, the, the phrase is, the, um, it's the sacrifice of Thanksgiving. In other words, as we enter into his gates, I don't have to, I don't, um, in order for me to give him thanks, it doesn't, it doesn't require me to feel something in order to give him thanks. What that word means is I give him thanks regardless. I give him thanks whether my life is good, whether my life is bad, whether things are going on in my life. I can't understand whether this, whether that. That's, that's not what the, psalm, the psalmist is saying here is that it's the sacrifice of thanksgiving. It's stepping into it. The word actually means raise the hand. It's like, Lord, here, here, here's my life. Regardless of what's happening here, good or bad, I come in through the gates with this, this sense of thanksgiving, to you for everything that's taking place. It's a mature worshiper. A mature worshiper doesn't have to have the emotional impact in order to give him thanks. Does that make sense? You guys love me still? So the word, the word there is yada, and it means to declare openly, freely, unreserved, um, it means to speak the same thing. What that word actually means is we come into agreement with what God is saying. Isn't that amazing? That's why the promises of God are so important. It's vocal gratitude and a declaring agreement. It is, it is given to the Lord before we receive from God. It involves a, a, a bit of confession along the way. So that's... So as we enter into his gates, if our goal is the Holy of Holies, that we enter into his gates with thanksgiving, we enter into his gates with this sacrifice of thanksgiving, and we might, not, we, might not see, we might see this part of the tapestry, and that's about it, and we don't understand it all, but we come and we give him thanks anyway. Yeah. Are you guys okay? Yeah. And then we enter his gates with praise. Everyone say Praise. Now, Korean's been taking Hebrew for the last two years, so he's going to, I'll ask him all this afterwards, because he'll tell me what these words mean. I think I did my research on that. The word praise is not a written song. The word praise is a spontaneous song. So I enter his gates with the sacrifice of thanksgiving. It's, it's coming into agreement with his word and his will, whether I feel like it or not. I come into agreement with his promises, so I say, you are good, even though I might not feel like he is. You are faithful, even though I might not feel like he is. You are my healer, even though I'm still riddled with pain. It's coming into agreement with what he says and who he says he is, 
That's the sacrifice part of our thanksgiving. But it prepares us for something. Because really, it's not about, you know, not blaming God for something. It actually is cultivating something in my heart. Because worship is a journey. So if I'm going to move into the presence of the Lord, I come into this place of the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Not that it does something to God. It actually does something in me. It actually gives me confidence because the presence of the Lord is on that. Something happens in my heart and I'm ready to go into the next step into his heart. So it's, it's the, whatever, wherever I'm at, the courts of praise. And let me just go ahead and, and kind of, it refers to a special kind of singing that is unrehearsed, unprepared, and which today is referred to as singing in the spirit. The word is halal. Everyone say halal because Mazel throw out some Hebrew. And it means to shine. So what does that mean? Practically, that means that it's your song to the Lord. It's your heart expression to the Lord. I might come in, I might begin singing, I might start with a song that is, uh, let me, you know, just go ahead and try it sometime. I, might, I don't know, I'm trying to thought, I can't even remember all the Bethel songs and all the Hillsong songs and all the Elevation Worship songs and all the other thing, you know. God is good, God is so good, yeah, God is so good. All right, so, so it might just start there. But at some point, let it transition into be your song. Why? Because there's a spiritual release in that. That you're not going to gain by merely singing what someone else wrote. Let what someone else wrote be a stepping, a starting point for you. But then go ahead and sing your song. It doesn't matter if you crack 100 times in the process. Well, Lord, you're everything, you know. Doesn't matter. He loves your voice. I said he loves your voice. But here's the here's the thing about this. It's kind of fun. It appears that the closer we get to the king, the more undignified we become. Oh boy, I ran I'm running out of time. I could have a whole bunch of fun with that one. Then it says, give thanks to him. This one here is not connected to sacrifice. It's connected to gratitude. And then it says, bless his name. The word is Barak. Everyone say that. Barak. The word there, bless his name, the word actually there, it means to kneel. So, so we come into his... Gates with thanksgiving. It's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving weekend, right? We need to be reminded. Sacrifice of thanksgiving. We move into his courts of praise. There's a bigger room, the courts. We go into the courts of praise. We start off with our own, maybe a song, and then we move into our song. It's this unrehearsed expression of our heart to the Lord. Not that the Lord needs that, even though he loves to hear it. It's moving my heart. It's doing something in this man that cannot be done with me just singing a song. It's moving me deeper. It's changing my heart. There's a supernatural element. So if, 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 I, if you're sitting there in the, in the chair singing, saying, then I, I don't need to do any of those things, then, I, and then I'll, I'll say, okay, that's fine for you, but you're missing a whole bunch of things you could be receiving. There are gifts waiting for you that you are not stepping into and receiving for yourself because you've made that decision. I want the fullness of God. Right? I, I want all of God. Come on, man. You guys got to help me out here. I only got two minutes. So, bless his name. The word is to kneel. Remember, thanksgiving, praise, and worship is when we become the offering. Worship is our response to God. God encounters us. Worship is my response. 
So that means that some people, their response might be to just lay prostrate before the Lord. Their response might be just to fall on their knees and just put their head down and say, thank you, Jesus. It's this, it's this, it's this response to the presence of the Lord. And it's important that we enter in, but there's a time when you just need to be quiet and receive. It's our response. And I've been in meetings where all all I could do is fall down and and respond to the Lord. That's why experiencing God is such a high value here, because what he can do in a moment might be a lifetime of sermons for some. We don't understand it because what we think is that we think that for many people in uh, in churches, we think that we have a 20-minute song service. We don't even understand the presence. I mean, I just read recently where they don't have any worship. They play U2. They play secular songs to make it palatable for the unbeliever to come into a meeting. They don't understand the power of the presence. If we walked in the fullness of the presence, we'd have a ministry like Jesus. And Jesus had to put, Jesus, Jesus didn't, oh, don't go there. Let me just say this. Jesus didn't have to, Jesus walked in the fullness of the presence. He had the anointing without measure. He didn't dumb down the anointing to make it palatable for lost people. Does that make sense? I mean, I honor everybody who ministers and all that. That's, they stand before the Lord. I just don't quite get it. But when you get a, you know, 150, 200 radical people who are loving God, making a declaration, shouting unto the Lord, like the presence of the God, there's a, there's a, the face of God turns toward us. And man, we haven't even begun to experience the levels of his presence. Corporately. I hope you're doing that personally. And then verse 5, kind of where we started the journey. So after that, we can say, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations. Wow. It starts with the sacrifice of thanksgiving. The sacrifice of Thanksgiving. Let's all stand. I know it's, quote, Thanksgiving weekend. But every day should be a a day of perpetual Thanksgiving to the Lord. It really, it really, it really needs to be. It needs to be. So would you take a moment, and I just want you to take your hands out. Take your hands out. I don't know. doesn't sound quite right, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Take your hands, put your hands up, you know, or whatever. And here's the thing about, here's the thing that I'm learning, and I continue to learn through the years about this thing called the sacrifice of thanksgiving. First, I know Isaiah 55 says, his ways are greater, his thoughts are greater, his ways are are greater, something like that. Higher, that's it. So, so right there, that puts me in the category that I'm not God. And I don't need to have every answer to every problem in my life. But I have this revelation that he is good and he has nothing but good in store for me. That's his heart. That's his heart. That's, that's where he, that's, he's a good dad. And if you're a good father, you want nothing less than the best for your children. And that's coming from a natural man, not a heavenly father who's perfect in all ways. So would you just begin to offer up, let's just kind of close with this exercise. Just begin to offer up thanks to the Lord. What does that look like? I don't know. It's your expression to the Lord. I mean, phrases might just enter into your, your mind. For me, I like to start with his attributes. That always helps me. 
So thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you're loving and kind. Thank you, Lord, that you're good in every situation. And just begin to offer up thanks to the Lord. And it's so good, even like you don't have to even be, you can even say things like, I don't understand what's going on in my life, but I give you thanks anyway. Because it's the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And I know that your heart is for me. So go ahead, just lift your voices up a little bit. I think it's important that you get it out of your mouth. Let it come out of your mouth. It's got to get a little bit louder than that. You're Pentecostals. You're spirit-filled. Let's go. Let's exercise this. Yeah, let it flow out of you because there's a spiritual release that takes place in that. You're going to receive something from the Lord right now. Even as you're giving thanks, you're going to receive something. I think, I believe you're receiving it now. Yeah, just go ahead, lift up that thanksgiving to the Lord. Come on, let's turn it up the volume just a little bit now that you're getting a little warmed up. Come on. We have a few more minutes. We give you thanks, Lord. We give you thanks. It's the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to me in every season, in every situation. Whether I understood you or whether I didn't understand you. In my ignorance, Lord God, Thank you, Lord, that you're always there to protect me. You're always there. You're walking with me. Thank you, Lord, that you'll never leave me or forsake me. You can begin to come into agreement with Scripture. Thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against me prospers. Thank you, Lord, that your love is greater. Thank you, Lord, that you so love the world that you gave your life for me. Thank you for the resurrection. Thank you for the cross. Go ahead, lift up thanks to the Lord. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers my sin. Thank you, Lord, when I mess up, your arms are always open. Your face is always toward me. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for the provision for my family. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my, my grandchildren. Thank you, Lord God, for every gift that you put in them. Thank you, Lord God, for the hands that you have given me to, to provide, Lord, and to serve you. Thank you for my job. Thank you for the places you're taking me. Thank you for the future that you have for me. It's a future that's filled with hope. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Come on, just a few more moments. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Find those scripture verses. Give thanks to the Lord. Exercise it. It's like a muscle. You have to exercise it. Don't feel uncomfortable. Just let it out. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Now, would you go ahead and turn that into a, a spontaneous song to the Lord? Can you do that? Some of you are already moving in that. You're just already singing your thanksgiving. You're already singing it. Come on. There's a spiritual release. There's a spiritual release with the, with the song. With the song, with the song, with the song, with the song. We bless you, Lord God. We bless you, Lord God. Just go ahead.
Now just be still for a moment. Just receive from the Lord. See, this is our response. Let him affirm your heart. like there's a picture of the Lord just is a, a heavenly father and he's looking at you and he's pulling you close. Would you just get that picture and receive it? Like he's, he's staring at you, his eyes, he's smiling and he's embracing you. He's pulling you toward himself. Would you just allow him to do that? That's harder for men than it is for women for some reason. Just receive it. with you he hasn't forsaken you and he's got this he's got this he's got this he's got it he's got it he's got it you might want to respond by saying yes Abba yes dad Yes, Dad, you got it. I received that. You, you got it, Dad. You got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah, Jesus. Well, I could be here all day. <clears throat> There's something about the presence of the Lord that's just... I don't know. Life-giving. Life-giving. We're created for the presence. We're created for the presence. The problem is we don't we don't we don't take time in our services to encounter God like this. So we never discovered. We we went on a little lab session today. You know what that means? Science. You have a science lab. You know, you have a little lab session. We might need to do this more often. Yeah. Would you guys be open to that? I'm telling you, you create the greenhouse for miracles. You create a greenhouse for miracles and life transformation. Amen. So, Father, we are carriers of your presence. We are people who encounter you. Lord, I pray that we would just maybe even study Psalm 100 every day this week. We just open it up and we just read it. We just come into your presence with thanksgiving praise 
Lord, that we just worship you and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 That was fun. So fun. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.